Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Reimbold, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. And you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call. 618-262-2810 and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. Living bread of the end times. You know, uh, and I think I uh, alluded to this uh, uh, this morning, but to me, and it never changes me, even though I know that it's, it's God that's given me this revelation knowledge into the Word, it always just Wow, look at that. Wow, I missed that. Now I've got a hold of this. Now this can go with that. That can go with this over there. And then 
those puzzles spiritually begin to come together. And, and I hope that you're learning. I know that you are. You know, one thing that I always do when I, I come off of the, uh, from the beam and, and go back into the other room, one thing I always do, I, I always check to see if this, by this anointing, is being received. So why would you do that, prophet? Because I care, okay? I always ask God, the last thing will happen before I go to sleep tonight when I get home in my bed is I'm going to check to see if I missed anything. Is there something that I, I should have done, should have said? Now, that hasn't happened for a number of years, but it could. And if it does, I want to come and make it right, all right? Because I'm not, you know, there again. Hey, you make a mistake, just say you made a mistake, okay? It's, you know, everybody makes them, right? When Paul said I sin daily, it popped my, the bubble, okay, for me. I'm going, wow. <laughs> this, guy, you, this guy sins daily? Maybe that's the reason he's so hard on sin, amen? Well, it works. Let's go to the book of Revelation, the third chapter, please. The book of Revelation 3. Now, we have studied thus far about Abraham, about Lot, and how Lot represents the church, and how it is that, bless God, that God's God. We have heard Paul and others tell us that, bless God, that sin is dangerous. Now, in the book of Revelation, the third chapter, the 14th verse, it says, And unto the angel of the church of the Laodiceans write, these things saith the Amen, the faithful and the true witness, the beginning of the creation of God. I know thy works, that thou art neither hot nor cold. I would thou wert cold or hot. So then, because thou art lukewarm, and neither cold nor hot, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Hmm. Now... Not cold or hot. Now, what what can you imagine being hot is? Say, I'm hot. <laughs> Why? Because we are keeping the law. First, we're saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, and we are Ephraim. Okay, we are hard at this thing. That's the reason I've told all of you from the beginning that this is not going to be a shoe in. This isn't something that, bless God, that's going to happen to you because you just show up here. You're going to have to work and work very hard at that. If you've been here, shake your head, okay? And you're doing that. So when you're at this type of a, a pitch, if you will, toward this law of the Lord God, to walk into the place of holiness that he requires of us, then we're hot. Now, he said, I wish you were either cold or hot. But he said, you're neither. You're lukewarm. Now, which I'm sure you probably heard preachers say this or come up with this yourself or read in a book or whatever. But you see, the church is lukewarm. But he wishes that you'd be one of the two. Why? Because he goes evidently, you know, if you're cold, if you're cold, now listen, the cold are the ones that have not found the Lord God. Okay, that's who they are. They're the cold ones. But if you're lukewarm, <laughs> you found him, know about him, and doing nothing about it. Okay, that's, then that's the church. Now, if he, uh, on down in the bottom of that 15th, 16th verse, he says, I will spew thee out of my mouth. Now, again, folks, if he's going to spew you out of his mouth, it doesn't sound to me like you're going to make heaven. Does it to you? No. And the problem is, is because lukewarm. Again, Lot was lukewarm. Okay? Where was this thing going to happen with Lot? Well, it was going to take place. If, in fact, again, if it hadn't been for Abraham, okay, he would have died in Sodom. That's all there is to it. 17 first, because thou sayest I am rich, increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Now, I love this part. Oh, hallelujah. Let's be in a Pentecostal church here for a minute. Just a minute. Oh, hallelujah. How I love the Lord. Everything's going well. I have a million dollars in the bank. I'm completely healthy. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Okay? And yet at the same time, God's looking here. And, the, and God knows exactly where we're living. And I don't mean the house. He knows that too, of course. But then you've got to understand that so often these people, oh, I love Jesus. Everything, you know, I can command the devil in the name of the Lord. They have all the right things to say. Okay? They have all the right things to say. But it doesn't work out, does it? And how often that I have seen, next few days go by and they're the very ones calling on the phone, Help! Help! What's the problem? Problem? Hey, I'm dying here. I'm going down with the boat. Help! Well, you see, it's too late. But you see, what what, what uh, has been said here is that having need of nothing. Until what? Hmm? Until the thing folds up on them. And it will fold. It will go down and whatever ever you want to put that. He said, immeasurable poor, blind and naked. He said, you don't know that. You're not on top of this thing. You're under this thing. And you're stupid enough you can't even figure that out. 18, I counsel thee to buy me gold tried of me gold tried in the farm, that thou mayest be rich and white raiment, and thou mayest be clothed, that the shame of thy nakedness do not appear. And anoint thine eyes with eye salve that thou mayest see. Wow. Eye salve. Well, where do you buy that at? I'd like to have a jar of that to take home with me. How about you? Eye salve that, that I might see. That's the word. Anoint yourself with the word of God that you might see what? The truth, the word will do what? It will set us free. All right? Now, as many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Ouch. Say ouch. Be zealous, therefore, and repent. Now, you've got to go back to what, to what uh, he's writing here about. Get your act together here, boys and girls, is what he's saying. He said, if I love you, I'm going to rebuke you. I'm going to chasten you. Now, we've been through that uh, this morning, okay? He says, repent. Be zealous. Repent. Repent, repent. Now, I don't know whether, I hope you've read all the, you've studied all the stuff, and I think most of you have, that I've done on uh, prayer and fasting, to understand, teaching prayer, that every day you ask the Lord God, you repent to him for everything that you have done according to the word and everything that you have done unknowingly against the word. Okay? Every day you need to do that. What does that do? That cleans you up. That cleans you up. Because let me tell you something. Uh, Many of you walked in here this weekend, and you had no idea that you were living in sin in these areas that I'm teaching. You had no idea. Hopefully you do now. Okay? Now, he goes on to say, 21st, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If... Any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and be with me. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my father in his throne. He that hath an ear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, again, we've got to realize that he's saying he that overcometh. Now, I'm, not, I'm going to ask the question, and I'm hopefully vocally, you'll say this loud enough. We can we can get it in the you know the CD. Uh, what are we overcoming? Sin. Come on. Sin. Okay. Now he's telling us here. Now he's telling us here. To him that overcometh, I will grant to sit with me in my throne. Okay. Even as I also overcame. Now. What you've got to understand, again, is if you haven't overcome the sin, you're not going to sit with him in his throne. See, I've heard, I've heard again, so many Pentecostals, charismatic, oh, we're going to sit with him in the throne. Well, maybe, maybe not. I, I wouldn't, couldn't, or wouldn't judge that. But if you overcome, 
If you overcome the sin, that's going to definitely happen. Okay? Uh, let's see. I want to... Somehow I put some of this in here twice. I guess the Lord thought I needed to teach it twice because the first time uh, maybe you didn't get it because you were still going, oh, me and oh, my, over whatever else I might have said. Now, lukewarm Christians, okay, they are arrogant, okay, they're arrogant, uh, as to what is about to happen. Well, that's not going to happen. Oh, the mark of the beast. Well, yeah, okay. Like, like this guy thinks he's a prophet, says it could happen tomorrow. It can happen. No, it's not going to happen. You see, that's arrogancy. Prophets do what? They warn you of those things that are about to come and give you a way thereby to escape. That's what real prophets are. Okay, that's what we do. All right. Now, Abraham... If he had have interceded for Lot, he would have been gone, okay? Uh, he suffered under, Lot did, under the immorality of Sodom. And, that, and, and now let me tell you something. The, the, the people in the church are suffering under the sin of the church. If you do not have a leader, you do not, you do not know which way to go. The problem with organized church is... You go to this school, and they teach you their doctrine. And that is going to lead you, okay? They trust in that person or people that put that doctrine together, and so therefore, they don't question the doctrine. And if they do, guess what? They get the right foot of fellowship, and they'll be going down the street somewhere. And I've told too many of them, go get yourself a building, rent it, put a sign out front, and start holding church, okay? Do it that way. Then, then you can pray, you can study, you can fast, and you can do what God drops into your spiritual bucket. Amen. Let's go to 2 Peter 2, 1. 2 Peter 2, 1. Hallelujah. But there were false prophets also among the people. Are there false prophets among the people today? Absolutely. Even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that brought them, and bring upon themselves swift destruction. You need to be sure that you underline damnable heresies, and you also need to put, and also underline, and bringing upon themselves swift destruction. What are damnable, damnable heresies? There's a, going to be a rapture. You don't need to worry about all this. That's a damnable heresy. Uh, you, you know, you don't need the Holy Ghost. Nah, nah, that, that, you know, this talking in tongues, that's gibberish. Don't, you, you don't, heresy. Okay? You don't need to keep the law. I mean, everybody knows as a Christian that was over when? When, when Christ left. Heresy. Now, and I'm, there, there's probably others there. I'm sure there are that I just did. But he said, bring upon themselves swift destruction. Swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways, by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. Huh? What do you think they're doing speaking against this prophet? Just exactly that. Just exactly. You know, I've told people for how many years, listen, before you judge me and get yourself in trouble with God, you need to do yourself and your family a favor. You need to study this material and pray and fast over this material, and then bless God decide. Okay? But do you think they do that? Not a one. No, they all seem to be so spiritual that they just automatically seem to know. No, I'm sorry. Nobody's that spiritual. And through covetousness shall they be feign, with feigned words make merchandise of you. Well, you don't have to really, that didn't justify having to explain that. Whose judgment now of a long time lingereth not, and their damned nation slumbereth not. For if God spared not the angels that sinned, but cast them down to hell, and delivered them unto chains of darkness to be reserved unto judgment, and spared not the old world, but saved no other eighth person, a preacher of righteousness, bringing in the flood upon the world of the ungodly, and turning the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah into ashes, condemned them, 
with an overthrow, making them an example unto those that after should be should live ungodly. Okay? Hmm? If you're sinning, you're living ungodly. That was supposed to be an example. And delivered just Lot, vexed with the filthy conversation of the wicked. For the righteous, that righteous man dwelling among them, in seeing and hearing, vexed his righteous soul from day to day with their unlawful deeds. The Lord knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations and to reserve the unjust unto the day of judgment to be punished. Now, uh, Lot couldn't do anything for God. We, we know that. But what I love about this is the Lord God, okay, he knoweth how to deliver the godly out of temptations. He knows how. But the word, the key here is, is godly. Now, again, and folks, I'm going to tell you, I've, I've, you know, a lot of years. Anybody, prophet that's in Christ is godly. I said, really? Oh, yeah. 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 I'm godly. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I find that the gifts that God gives, one of those is being able to discern spiritual things, things about people's lives, things about sin, okay? And I can't tell you how many times in over 40-some years that, bless God, that God would say, open your mouth, and I'd open my mouth and tell some brother or sister about a sin that was going on in their life that, boy, they just as soon didn't get revealed. I said, that right there makes you ungodly. No, but you see, again, the church thinks they can do anything they want to do, whenever they want to do it, and if it's wrong, oh, forgive me, Jesus, and everything's okay. Well, it, uh, that's the way to repent, but it's got to be a heartfelt repent. You know what repentance is? Telling the Lord God that you're sorry. I hope you're writing this down. Telling him that you're sorry and telling him that you're not going to do it again. Okay? It's not saying, oh, I, I, Lord God, I'm sorry. In the name of your Holy Son, Yeshua, forgive me. Huh? And then turn around and do it again. That, that's not what it's about. That's not what repentance is for. And it's so sad, isn't it? Isn't it sad? Isn't it sad that over such a well-written scripture that we just can't seem to get it put together? 2 Corinthians 6.14 and, and, again, I, I'm not read a lot of scriptures I think that you probably never heard, and probably very few. But this one, everybody's heard, probably heard me do it a number of times. Be ye not equally yoked together with unbelievers. Okay? For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And what concord hath Christ with Beel, or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what, and what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them, and I will walk in them. I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Okay? They shall be my people. Isn't it something that Paul told them? He said, look, come out. See, that's the reason with Israel... And when Moses brought the law down, that if, in fact, sin was found in the camp of Israel, do you know what they did? Hmm? They took them out back, and they stoned them to death. Why did they do that? Do you ever think of it? The reason they did for that, did, uh, that was because, bless God, sin is something that spreads real easily. Okay? And that's the reason the Lord God would per not permit sin. Now, stop and think about this. What if, in fact, and I'm not advocating that this is ever going to be, nor is it going to be like this when we get back to, to Israel. Okay, so don't, don't, oh, that's what's going to, no. The fact is that sin, when people see it, and see that there's no punishment over it. You know, I've always said that every time if each of us would sin, if lightning would strike from here to about that piano, we'd stop sinning, wouldn't we? Because we'd get to thinking, boy, the next one may be closer, the next one may get me. So we'd just quit sinning. 
But that's not the way God does it. You know why? He gives us choice. He wants you and I to choose whether or not that we're going to live righteously and holy or we are going to wallow in our sins. That's what he does. So, so he's telling us there that, bless God, that you, you get away from the unbelievers. And what he's saying, get away from the sin. Some of you in this room have family, you have friends that are absolutely up to their tops of their heads in sin. And you know that. This is a command by the, by the Apostle Paul. He says, don't be, don't be unequally yoked with them. They'll pull you down. It will overtake you. So he said in the 17th verse, he says, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be you separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean, and I will receive you. Now, again, isn't it simple enough to say that if we do not come out from among them, okay, and we don't separate ourselves from them, and then he's talking about, again, this sin of not touching the unclean thing, I'll receive you, and what if we do? He will not receive us. I said, boy, prophet, I, I don't like hearing this like this. Get used to it, because we're going to get the sin out of your life, every one of your lives, okay? 18, I will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. All right? So bring yourself, bring yourself to the point of accepting nothing less but holiness in your life. I, I, think, I think too many people feel like that holiness is going to come into my life sooner or later, okay? When I, you know, when I fast so many days or spend so many hours studying the Word of God, pray so many, then it's just going to happen. No, it's not going to happen until you get the sin out of your life. What's the first priority? Sin, okay? How long is that going to take to get out of your life? A while. Okay. You know, uh, I'm going to, and I know that you've heard me say this before, but the thing for you to do when you get home after this weekend is to get yourself a legal pad of paper. Okay. And sit down. Now, you're going to have to be honest with yourselves, and sometimes it's hard to look into that mirror and be honest, isn't it? Huh? But you're going to have to get honest with yourself. And I want you to write down every sin that you can think of, everything from murmuring, okay, to, to whatever else. I want you to put it down in the paper. You don't have to put them in any particular order. Just put them down in the paper. And then I want you to pray and ask the Lord God to reveal any other sins that you didn't get down there. Now, it may take a few days to all of a sudden... That the Lord God comes and says, I am the Lord thy God, and this is sin. No, he's not going to do that, okay? Something's going to happen all of a sudden that there's going to be a thought come into your head. And you're going, oh, I used to do that, didn't I? That's the Lord God showing you. So write that down. In fact, just write down everything that, bless God, comes up about sin. And then I want you to begin to tell the Lord that you're sorry, repentance, repentance, repentance. And then I want you to do something very, very special. I want you to start and declare to the Lord that you're going to get these out of your life. Folks, that's the only way these things are going to I wish that I could bring each one of you up here this evening and lay these hands upon you and let this holy anointing of the Lord God absolutely cause you to be holy, okay? Well, I might even pour a little oil to make it, you know, real sloppy. How many of you have been in service with the oil? A lot of you have, haven't you? Oh, it's coming again. I think I think the next quarterly we're going to pour oil again. I thought we was going to do it this quarter, but, I, you know, well, whatever. I'll give you a little warning, girls, so you can not wear something so nice that, you know, the oil, the oil is pretty tough on material, right? So, you have to work at it. Are you willing to work at it? I hope so. Are you going to work at it? I hope so. Are you going to separate yourself from the people that, that, that does not believe like you believe? Oh, that wasn't as quick as I had hoped. 
You've got to decide what you want more. Do you want this thing with God? Yes. Amen. And most of you in this room didn't have any idea that there's this kind of a price to pay, did you? Huh? Be honest. And now that you do, you can do something about it. And that's special. That's what it's about. So uh, let's, go, let's go to Job 42.10. Now, I, I, love, I love the story of Job. It just, yeah, okay. 42.10 of Job. And the Lord turned the captivity of Job when he prayed for his friends. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Twice as much. Okay? Now, 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 he's saying that the Lord turned the captivity when he prayed for his friends. Okay? So, you're going to have to have these people that you're going to separate yourself from. You're going to have to have them close under your hearts, and you're going to have to pray for them. You're going to have to believe God for them that he will open their eyes and they can begin to see the truth of God's holy word. Why? Because once you're walking away from your sin, or when you've walked away from it, listen, you become Abraham. After all, we're Abraham's seed. Amen? Amen. And you become like unto Abraham. And it said that, and you know, and I'm assuming everybody's read the, the, the story, the life of Job, and how he lost everything. And then it said, Job, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Now, when did he give it to him? In the middle of all these problems, when all those boils and his wife said, will not you just curse God and die? No, no, no. At the end of all of it, after he went through. But didn't we study the fact that you're going to go through tribulation? You're going to have tribulations? Absolutely. But the way that it came out, the way that it all doubled for Job, was when he prayed for his friends. He prayed for those friends. Okay, can you remember the friends? They was all trying to get him to understand that God wasn't with him and just, you know, get, get, you know, forget the whole thing, Job and Job. No, 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 no. He hung in there, didn't he? Okay, we're going to be hanger inners. Okay, we're going to do it. Let's go to Luke 21.8. Luke 21.8. Somebody say praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm telling you what, God's got a plan. And you know something about that plan? We're in it. Okay? Luke 21, 8. And he said, Take heed that you be not deceived, for many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ. And the time draweth near, go ye not therefore after them. And when ye shall hear of wars and commotions, be not terrified, for these things must first come to pass, but the end is not by and by. In other words, they're going to happen. We've had wars and rumors of wars and everything else. Then said he unto them, Nations shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom, and great earthquakes shall be in divers places, and famines and pestilence and fearful sights, and great signs shall there be from heaven. Okay? But before all these, they shall lay their hands on you and persecute you. Delivering you up to the synagogue, up to the synagogues and under prisons, being brought before kings and rulers for my name's sake. Now, I love it because when he comes into this thing in the twelfth verse, he says, first delivering you up to the synagogues. Who's he talking about? People like us. The church. The church, bless God, isn't happy with me, with us. Say hallelujah. Hallelujah. And bless God, let me tell you something. They're going to do everything that they can do. Is that, is that God? No, that's evil. That's wickedness. But, it, but he's saying that, that, you know, that we're going to be brought before kings and be in prison and, and, before, and rulers will come in his name's sake. And it shall turn to you for a testimony. Praise be to God. Settle it, therefore, in your hearts not to meditate before what ye shall answer. For I will give you a mouth and wisdom, saying, Which all your adversaries shall not be able to gainsay nor resist. And ye shall be, be betrayed both by, listen, by parents. Hmm? How many of you got parents tonight that uh, think you're uh, slipped off the deep end? Hmm? You're going to be betrayed by parents. 
and, and brethren and kin folks hmm, and friends, and some of you show they cause to be put to death. Wow. And, and, and who's going to see to it to get put to death? Parents and friends, hmm? kin folk. He said, Prophet, surely this thing isn't going to get that far. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, it is. It's going to really get out of hand. It's going to get so far out of hand, as I think I told you uh, was it was last night. Every street in America will have blood in it. Hmm? Children will be lying in the street that have died from starvation. I don't think I threw this one in last night. Most of you have heard it, though. They will become cannibalistic and eat the flesh of the dead. This is America. Prophet, this is the United States of America. That cannot happen in America. Oh, you just wait. It's going to happen and then some. Why? Because of our ungodliness. Why? Because we're promised we're going to be persecuted if we're going to live a holy and righteous life. And we are. You know, we are. We are. Now, 18, but there shall not a hair of your head perish. In your patience possess ye your soul. Now, what, what evolves around the, your patience? That you know, that you know, that you know, that you know. The Lord God is God, and he is well able to deliver me out of everything that comes my way. Okay? That's the way it is. Then let them which are in Judea flee from, to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled. And all things that are written has to be fulfilled. Okay? I, I think a lot of, uh, uh, of all this mouse to be in when, okay? When is it going to happen? When is the mark coming? When are we going back to Israel? When this, when that? And let me tell you something. If you live by faith, it doesn't matter when. Can I say that again? If you will learn to live by faith, when makes no difference. None. Now, I realize, and, and, and you know, I jokingly, but I, you know, I'm, I'm the fearless leader here doesn't know when. When about anything. Why? I'm on a need-to-know basis, if you want to, you know, put it in that kind of jargon. I will know what God wants me to know when God wants me to know and not before God wants me to know. But when he lets me know, okay, that we're going back to Israel, somebody will blow the shofar horn, and we will begin the trip back to our home. Is that going to be a glorious time? As far as I'm concerned, maybe the most glorious time I've ever, ever thought about having on this earth. All right? Now, uh, and when, 20, ye shall see Jerusalem compassed with, uh, uh, compassed with armies, then know that the desolation thereof is nigh. When Jerusalem is, know that the desolation thereof is nigh. And then let them which are in Judea flee to the mountains, and let them which are in the midst of, midst of it depart out, and let not them that are in the countries enter therein too. For these be the days of vengeance, that all things which are written may be fulfilled, but woe unto them that are with child, and to them that give suck in those days, for there shall be great distress in the land and wrath upon the people. Doesn't sound like a happy time, does it? And they shall fall with the edge of the sword. People are going to die. Now, this is war. And shall be led away captive into the nations. And Jerusalem, now listen, shall be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles be fulfilled. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth, distress of nations with perplexities, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. And then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, 
for your redemption draweth nigh. And he spake unto them a parable. Behold the fig tree and all the trees, when they now shoot forth, we see and know of your own selves that summer is now nigh at hand. So likewise ye, when ye see these things come to pass, know ye that the kingdom of God is nigh at hand. And, and these things are at our doorsteps of this, the steps of this generation. 32, verily I say unto you, this generation shall not pass away till all be fulfilled. All be fulfilled. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest any time your hearts be overcharged with uh, surfeiting and dark drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that the day come upon you unawares. See, you don't want to be in sin on that day, do you? No. For as a snare shall it come in all them that dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch you therefore and pray always. We're to watch and pray that you may be accounted worthy to escape all these things that shall come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. Now, we are supposed to do what? We are supposed to pray always. Again, we don't know when. We were watching. We're watching things. And I, I'm not going to go back and, and uh, parallel some of these things with things that are, that are out there now. But they're out there. They're happening. Okay. And, but what it, again, with what he's saying here is that we can be accounted worthy to escape. But you have to go back and remember what all this comes together and says. We're only going to be worthy to escape because there's going to be people, what, put in prison, going to be killed and everything else in this. Jerusalem, bless God, is going to be trodden under. Okay, underfoot. There's going to be a war. Most, most of Judah is going to die during that time. That, that we know because that the scriptures are clear about that. Now, my guess is that we'll be going back to Jerusalem after that happens. So the, a sign unto us is that when that war takes place, when it takes place, then we'll, at least we're going to know that we're getting close to that. Now, I don't want to get all nervous and out of hand when that war comes and the Lord God says, well, the when is now here and you haven't got them ready. Okay? Don't want that to happen. It's not going to happen. All right? Now, back to Lot. Lot's life was burdened by many things and the day of judgment came upon him as what? A snare, just like we've been reading. Abraham watched and prayed continually. That this is the reason he stood before the Lord, sanctified in his earthly life outside Sodom and Gomorrah. That's a, re that's a reason, and that's the way that all this happened. Now, let's go on to Romans 13. Romans 13. That, and that knowing the time, that now is high time to wake out of sleep. Wake up! For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. The night is forespent, the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. What are the works of darkness? S-I-N. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in, in chambering and, and wantonness, not in strife and envy. But put ye on the Lord Yeshua and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Again, he's talking about what? He's talking about sin. 1 Thessalonians 4.1 Furthermore, then we beseech you, brethren, and exhort you by the Lord Yeshua, that as ye have received of us how ye ought to walk and to please God, so ye would abound more and more. Again, how do you please God? Get out of sin. 1 Thessalonians 5.14 1 Thessalonians 5.14 now, we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly. Mm. Now, see, for those of you that, that uh, have a bit of a problem, uh, you know what I'm talking about, that old Jezebel thing. Hmm? Now, this is your chance. Say hallelujah. hallelujah. Oh, that wasn't much of a hallelujah. Now, here's your chance, okay? Warn them that are unruly. 
Comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. But you are to do what? Warn them that are unruly. Isn't that what this prophet's doing right now? I'm warning you that's unruly. If you're not unruly in this room, you've got nothing to be concerned about. Well, let's not go there. See that none render evil for evil unto any man, but ever follow that which is good, both among yourselves and to all men. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. Going to do a lot of praying, right? In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God. In Christ, Yeshua, concerning you. Quench not the spirit. Despise not prophesyings. Well, they're doing that big time today with this prophet anyway. Prove all things. Hold fast that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil. Anything that looks like... You know, if you've ever heard the thing that I do on Halloween, okay, that is one of the strong... Uh, uh, piece of scripture that I that I use is that one right there of staying from all appearance of evil. Doesn't it seem evil with all the Googles and Woogles and all whatever they are, the black cats and the you know, everything's scary, isn't it? It looks evil. It says abstain from all appearance of evil. And that's just one of the reasons why Halloween's not right. Neither is Easter, okay? Neither is presence in Santa Claus. None of that's right. Absolutely none of it. But the world's into that, isn't it? The church is into it. I, you know, I remember being a kid and going to Halloween parties in the basement of the church. Mm-hmm. Dunking for apples and having a big time. Trying to dress up as scary as I could get. Yeah. Just being a kid, 10, 12 years old. But the fact of it is, folks, it's time to put away childish things. Okay? Let's go to Mark nine twelve, And he answered... And told them, Elias verily cometh first, and restoreth all things. And how is it written of the Son of Man that he must suffer many things, and be set at naught? Now, Elias, Elijah, must come first, and restoreth all things. Now, you need to circle the A-L-L, okay? All things. Let's, let's talk about for a minute... Just one of these all things is the fact that every day for quite, oh, I don't know, numbers of months now, during my morning prayer session, which happens every day, that I am believing God that you and I will live 120 years and our families. Okay? Now, does that mean that's going to happen today? We are at the very onset of this time of restoration that's being talked about here. Elijah is here. I've come to restore all things, right? Now, the part that's going to be hard for your mind, it may be hard for you to think about, well, how am I going to make 120 years? You will. But that, that's not going to stop there. It's, I think I said this before, but... 196 years, 90, 169 years. What? Isn't that where this started? Did he say he was going to restore all things? We don't have that. And to have that, what? It's going to have to be restored, isn't it? Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, that sounds so far-fetched. You, you can believe that if you'll, just, if you'll just spend a little while. Okay. Now, some of you may have spent a little longer than others. But see, brothers and sisters, that, that this, we are in phenomenal times. We're in a, a time that this earth has never known. There are going to be absolute things that are going to happen that's going to just, you know, whoa, take two steps back and a deep breath. It's here. It's going to take place. With God, all things are possible. And whatever it takes, if... If you get the sin out of your life, whatever it takes, God is going to bring it. He is going to bring it, whatever it is, to what? Bring us away from the evil that's come. Matthew 17, 1. Matthew 17, 1. And after six days, Yeshua taketh Peter, James, and John, his brethren, and bringeth them up into a high mountain apart. 
and was transfigured before them, and his face did shine as the sun, and his raiment was white as light. And behold, there appeared unto them Moses and Elias taking, talking with him. Then answered Peter and said, Yeshua, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If thou wilt, let us make here three tabernacles, one to thee, one to Moses, and one to Elias. While he yet spake, behold, a bright cloud overshadowed them, and behold, a voice out of the cloud which said, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Hear ye him. And when the disciples heard it, they fell on their faces and were sore afraid. And Yeshua came and touched them and said, Arise, and be not afraid. And when they had lifted up their eyes, they saw no man except Yeshua only. And as they came down from the mount, Yeshua charged them, saying, Tell the vision to no man, until the Son of Man be risen again from the dead. And his disciples asked him, saying, Why then say the scribes that Elias must first come? And Yeshua answered and said to them, Elias truly shall come first and restore all things. And I say unto you that Elias is come already, and they knew him not. But have done unto him whatsoever they listed, likewise shall also the Son of Man suffer of them. Then the disciples understood that he spake unto them about John the Baptist. Now, John the Baptist did not fulfill all things, all right? He came, he had a work to do, and was sent to this earth to do it, all right? But he did not, he did not, bless God, fulfill all things. Now, and when they were come to the multitude, there came unto him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic and sore vexed, for oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples, and they could not cure him. Then Yeshua answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Bring him hither to me. And Yeshua rebuked the devil, and he departed out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then came the disciples to Yeshua apart and said, Why could not we cast him out? And Yeshua said unto them, Because of your unbelief. For verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, ye shall cast, say unto this mountain, Remove hence to the yonder sea or yonder place, and it shall remove. And nothing shall be impossible to you. What is it going to take? Faith. Howbeit this kind goeth out not, but by prayer and fasting. And while they abode in Galilee, Yeshua said unto them, The Son of Man shall be betrayed under the hands of men, and they shall kill him. And the third day he shall be raised again. And they were exceedingly sorry. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money came to Peter and said, Doth not your master pay tribute? And he said, Yes. And when he was come into the house, Yeshua prevented him, saying, What thinkest thou, Simon? Uh, both do the kings of the earth take custom or tribute? of their own children, or of strangers. Peter saith unto him, Of strangers, Yeshua saith unto him, Then are the children free, notwithstanding, lest we should all offend them. Go thou to the sea, and cast a hook, and take up the fish that cometh up. And when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money that take and give unto them. For me and for thee. Now, I said something. I need to go ahead and, and go back just a second. You, you know, it's clear to understand the Baptist came to do what? To prepare the way of the Lord. All right? Uh, the power of his coming and the suggestion in and out of the Spirit, of course, was, was tremendous. Now, Yeshua knew full ready what was going to happen to him, didn't he? Now, he could have done something very important here, brothers and sisters. Um, he could have stopped all that. Did you ever think about that? But he said, not my will, Father, but yours. Okay? But he did say, if it be thy will, Father, let this cup pass from me. Pretty human, wasn't he, even though he was the son of God. Okay? But he came in the flesh. 
bearing all the things, the tribulations that we go through in this world. But the neat thing, the neat thing, but without sin. Did you ever think of that? But without sin. He could do these things, and that's the reason he could teach these things, because he was just telling them. He said, look, boys and girls, uh, well, boys, uh, he said, just believe. All things are possible for him that believeth. It's just a matter of belief. Now, as, as I teach, and I teach a lot, bless God, on, on faith, and I do, faith is something that, bless God, comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. I am giving you faith through the Word to get your lives cleaned up, okay? I'm giving you that faith. You're going to have to take that faith and stand on it and understand, hey, I can't do this by myself, but by faith I'm going to speak to this thing, and I am going to walk free of it in Yeshua's name. Guess what's going to happen? If, in fact, you, you don't stumble, if, in fact, you don't have doubt and unbelief, it's going to happen. Now, here's the problem. Here's the problem. And, and, and I've traveled all over this world enough to have seen it too many times. Well, um, uh, you know, I, I, I don't think he's a prophet because, uh, well, you, you know, uh, I, I had, you know, this wrong or that wrong, and I got in the healing line, and I didn't get healed. That's my fault? Have I ever claimed to be a healer or a miracle worker? Uh-uh. Wouldn't touch that with your 10-foot pole, let alone mine. No. What is it? You have to come and face. Let me tell you the people that I've watched through the years. The ones that will contact me and say, I really feel that God's telling me that if I show up in this service, wherever it may have been, that he's going to heal me. You know what I, I'd write back? I don't ever write back to anybody. But I would write back to those people and I'd say, come on. Bring your faith. Come on. And as far as I know, there was never one of them that ever left wherever I was ministering without being filled with a miracle, with healing. Okay? What's it about? It's about your faith. It's not about a preacher. Like I said, the only thing, the only thing I'm going to do here in a few minutes, I'm going to lay these hands on you. I feel from just about here to the tips of my fingers that anointing run out of my hands. That, I'm going to guarantee, is going to happen to everybody that comes up here. Through the years and that, I've seen three dead people be raised from the dead by the Lord God. I've seen so many blind see, lame walk, bless God, uh, uh, deaf and dumb, hear and speak, and anything else you can think, every disease you can think of. I was ridding the third world of AIDS. Okay? I was seeing thousands of people that, that, that was infected with AIDS. And I'd say, go back to the doctor, have them to check you, then write and let me know what they say. We needed a, we needed a mail, you know, we needed a, not only a mailbox of our own, we needed a post office of our own. They just kept coming and kept coming and kept coming. Why? Because I have seen this so many years, I don't stagger without an unbelief. I know what God can do. I know that God gave me the ability to have what you need to get done what you need to have done in your life. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website, www.jewishprophet.com, and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day, every week. Folks, you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life. You know what? You can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com. We'll be praying for your prayer requests. Shalom until tomorrow. And remember, with God, all things are possible. Shehema 
ידיים אל איך שמו נקרא.